Welcome to the Why Not Us podcast. We're just a few dudes navigating life and talking about it. Thanks for listening. Come here. Oh, wow. Here. It is. Joey's got a new friend. It's Hank. It's Hank. Welcome to the pod, Hank. Hank the Tank has made it into the pod. Uh, so, Joey, is this the thing that, uh, let's see, how did you phrase it? It was like life-changing, but didn't really involve me, but it, it does was, involve me. Yeah, it was life-changing, a life-changing event that doesn't involve you, but it's going to involve you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. This is this is the guy. My uh, lovely girlfriend, Emily, is obsessed with dogs. And uh, I finally greenlit it like it was my decision anyway. But um, yeah, so we got Hank last Wednesday. He's just over, I guess, two months. Man, he is so, adorable. What is the breed? Golden Retriever. Okay. Jordan, your your dog's a golden retriever, right? Jordan a golden retriever as well. Yeah. I mean Jordan has a humping a humping dog. <laughs> I mean, you know. I he's he's now not he's fixed. So Oh, you got him fixed. Yeah. So that that is not happening. I'll miss the Riley Humps, man. I enjoyed those. That helps. That's uh that's a little odd, Joey. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, Dude, you walk in the house and he would hump you. I mean, that was his thing. <laughs> all right in other in other news uh <laughs> so hank the tank uh is a new addition to the o'toole family wait yep, what's emily's like emily's last name again emily gaddy gaddy that's it not to be confused with the gaddy's restaurant bye hank bye hank bye hank <laughs> see you buddy <laughs> That is amazing. So that was not your idea, obviously. Did she surprise you with it, or was it just like no, a, we went a conversation, and, him, and then all of a sudden, you we went and, got and saw him like about a month ago. She's wanted one for she's like obsessed with dogs. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like, and I knew as soon as that dog showed up, I would be a second. I'd be take a back seat, which is fine with me. Um, but like literally, Instagram, Twitter, all she does is follow these dog counts, and all she really cares about is dogs. So she grew up with a Bernese, Burmese mountain dog. I don't know how you pronounce it. But um, we ended up going with that dog at this because it was a little, I guess, not cheaper. But, you know, those things are way expensive, apparently. So, uh, yeah, that's where we are. Dogs are not cheap. That is for sure. We all, we all have dogs now. Look at that. Well, yeah. except one, one person in the group chat doesn't have a dog. Uh, yeah. But everybody else, has, you know, we, we're Allergy. dog people allergies yeah it's allergy reasons uh is that the reason i have no idea yeah not even yeah. a fish just it's it's allergies man uh so we all have dogs now everybody in the pod we're dog people joe is now a dog person uh even though he's more of a cat person yeah unfortunately didn't yeah. see that coming though i'll tell you that you being a I cat told person. you guys i i told you i had something surprise for you guys didn't even tell you guys didn't even let you know would have no. not even guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's awesome. Uh, so uh, I think we already started recording. By the way, uh, this is episode three of the Why Not Us podcast, fellas. How are we doing? Oh, wait a second. We have begun. <laughs> and what are we sipping on today? Oh uh, <clears throat> well, let me just tell you about it. 
first of all, no free ads, but uh, Night Shift Brewing, all the way from Massachusetts. This is a craft light lager. Joey, it is light and it is local. Uh, like local, light. local as in in the USA. Uh, not local to me. And it is called Nightlight. And let me just say the packaging on this is fire. Look at that owl. You guys remember those little things, those little pegs? Yeah. Like when you were a kid. Not light yeah. bright. Light bright, man. Light bright. Light yeah, bright. That's it. Light. So this beer is called Night Light, and I am a sucker for good packaging. And this this brew here has some dope packaging. Slick black can with just some simple, uh, simple imagery on the front. Uh, it's 4.3%. It's a really good lager. This is my first sip, first time I've ever had it. We sell this one, too. Uh, we just started selling it at our location in Virginia. So is it Night Bright or Night Light? It's Night Bright, right? I well, I don't know the thing, what it's called. We'll have to Google that one. Uh, somebody will have to look that up really quick. Uh, but I remember playing with those as a kid, like, quite a bit. Yeah, they were the coolest. Yeah, they were they were pretty sweet. I don't know if they still make those. Yeah, it's, we it's a light. We always say they, like T-H-E-Y, you know, they make everything. It's a light, light bright, L-I-T-E-B-R-I-T-E, light bright. Okay. We Which should put a link. The inspiration for that beer, clearly. If they're still available, we should put a link in the description of our YouTube uh, channel, uh, Why Not Us Podcast. Maybe we can make a little money off the black rice, you know, bring them back. Dude, Jordan's skeptical. <laughs> oh, maybe. Do you not play with one of those in the holler, Jordan? I mean, I don't know if I had one of those. I know what they are, but um, well, etch, Jordan, etch a sketch. I had etch a sketch. Jordan is a little bit younger than us, so uh, we probably, you know, we grew up with regular Nintendo. Jordan grew up with Super Nintendo, probably. You know, N sixty four. That was my first ever uh, gaming console. Yeah, so you're a few years behind on the gaming consoles. Well, I, to, to his defense, my parents wouldn't let us get Super Nintendo or Nintendo. We had Game Boys, but N64 was also our first console. My parents wouldn't get us one, so we had to wait for that one. I remember when the N64 came out, I remember just being blown away by the graphics and everything. I mean, it probably looks like crap now because everything looks so real, but going from like the regular Nintendo to Super Nintendo to N64... It just felt so real. Um, and I think I, my first game I played was like Super <laughs> There we go. Look. Oh, Got it no right way, here. Dude. I mean, how do you have that at arm's length? Yeah, I've been, I'm in my game room. Yeah. George had that game even, room. That's new. When we lived together, he had it. He had it even in the in the main room. I don't think we've ever played it, though. I mean, the Mario, Mario Kart 64 is, I mean, it is really hard to beat that game. It is so, so good. And in college, I mean, we played it a lot. We played a lot of different games in college as a group, but in 64 uh, Mario Kart, we would just get around and, and, and play Mario Kart like crazy. I usually tell people that I majored in Mario Kart in college because we played it so much. I still have uh, I still have everything I've ever had like as a kid. Like I've still got a GameCube, PlayStation 2. Like I never oh, like, got rid of any of that stuff, yeah. The cube. Well, I remember playing college football, NCAA college football, on the cube a lot. What a game! I think I still have, I saw some games in the drawer in here. My nephew always like 
is blown away by me having GameCube games because it's so like foreign to him, you know. Remember how small those discs were? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like so small. But Nintendo. We're way, off, we're way off topic. Yeah, this is great for the pod, though. I know. Maybe I know. it's a video game podcast now. <laughs> so we can, we're, you'll see us on Twitch here pretty soon. We'll all be playing some games and, and filming it. Uh, that's a thing. Uh, we're on too. Discord. We're on, dis- we're on the Discord, too. We oh, yeah. Discord. We'll get on Discord. We'll start a channel up in there. Uh, people can come in and see if they can beat us in Mario Kart or whatever games, you know, people are playing these days. I'm so disconnected with video games now. It's ridiculous. But I love them. When my Fortnite. nephew's... Fortnite. Yeah, I played it a little bit. When my nephews come over here or my nieces, they always want to bring their Switch. So I get really excited when they come over here. Um, Again, Mario Kart. Anywho. um, Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Living. I'm not training a a puppy to learn how to potty, so I'm great. (laughs) At least you uh, trained your dog not to uh, hunt people. Uh, anymore. Oh, it's we, coming. It's coming. I'm still a puppy right now. He's not hit that teenage years yet. How old is your dog? My dog is two. Penny is also two. Your dog's Actually, probably a little three. bit older. He's 21. He's three. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you had had... Yeah, he's he has, three. Does he still have his own Instagram account? He does. Oh, it's, it's, it's taking a back seat to oh, right now. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't, couldn't find Riley any sponsors. He will make an appearance at the wedding, though. That'll be really cool. Yeah. Uh, my friends did that. They got married in the cave that we talked about over in Bowling Green. They actually walked down the aisle with their dogs. Uh, really? So maybe that's in Jordan's plan. We don't know. We'll find out in a couple uh, couple months. Uh, in a couple weeks, however, we're going to be playing a lot of golf together, which is going to be really exciting. Uh, I was with one of our friends over the weekend talking about it. It's getting hyped up quite a bit. Uh, we got some special treats for you. <laughs> uh, you're going to love it. Let me just say that. It's going to blow you away. I don't know. What I, think, uh, I think one of our buddies, the, the clergy, uh, sent it in for Jess's approval, even after we already ordered it. Um, but anyways. <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I promise. We'll see. Uh, Peloton shirt. Big yeah. Peloton. Century Club. Part of the Century Club here. What's Peloton that? is not a sponsor. 100 rides. 100 rides. They give them like out like 100,000, whatever. Uh, you, we always knew you were good at riding. <laughs> how do you stack up against like, uh, do you look and see how your stats uh, are compared to like other people? Yeah, I mean, it varies. I mean, depends on what you're, you know, depends on what kind of class you're taking. You more cardio, you're going up, you know, is it intervals, is it higher, is it hit class? I mean, it just varies. I will say the clergy is uh, pretty top notch, but he's just a born athlete. Yeah, that's true. Um, how would you rank against like uh, Bear Down from uh, the, the Bob Does Sport or the Brilliantly Dumb podcast? Him, him, and Paul Swan, uh, Austin Dillon's uh, tire carrier, or whatever. They're pretty intense on, on Peloton. Pretty intense. Yeah, I'm in there just get a good sweat going. Yeah. Didn't you and Luke compete? 
We did. Luke's not on there a lot. Um, he's got his hands full. He he signed the consent form. We can say his name. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, he's got he twins. That's why. <laughs> Joey, are you rocking a old high school shirt? Oh yeah, dude. Go Eagles. Was that a practice jersey or was that like a jersey? Sure was, work? man. It's reversible. I could reverse it and show you guys right now, but I don't. I don't know if you guys want to see what's beneath. Yeah, let's uh, let's save that for sure. Let's save it um, for the ladies. I wish <laughs> I knew that, Joey. I could have wore a high school jersey tonight that two out of the three people in this chat has worn in their. Uh, oh, I've got, I've got something I can wear for the next one. Uh, it was a warm up. Uh, kind of pullover, and then I've got some really old Haysai like shorts that they used to wear, like uniform shorts. Remember the short ones, Jordan? Like the really yeah, short yeah. ones. Uh, I don't know whose they were, but I ended up getting them out of like Dave Sutherland's office uh, when I was in high school. I don't wear them anymore. I used to wear them like to the gym, just you know, to work out in. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should again. Uh, that's my outfit for next time, though. We'll see that on the pod. Uh, Jordan, you've had some crazy weekends uh, the last two weekends, my friend. You have been to Cincinnati and you have been to Greensboro. Let's get a little update, man. Yes. So um, two weekends ago, uh, my fiance and I traveled to Cincinnati, Ohio, a city that's near and dear to my heart. Went to uh, two Reds games. They're playing the Orioles. A good friend of mine's uh, a coach for the Orioles, so he left tickets. So, didn't have to pay there. And then we went to a um, Cincinnati Bengals open practice in their stadium. Um, it was pretty cool. Fortunately, Joe Burrow had an, an appendectomy that week and was not even in the building. Still cool. Oh, man. Um, still cool to see it. Um it was neat, and then uh, just kind of hung around the city. We uh, went and got us a nice steak burrow at uh, Jeff Ruby's Precinct restaurant, so that's pretty cool. I was gonna and say, I saw you at a nice steakhouse, dude. I mean, yeah, how was that? yeah, that's like the that's like the premier restaurant up there. And I was like, well, yeah. while we're here, we'll we'll go there. I didn't uh, see that deal. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, free ads would be great on that. Did it, uh, did it, was it good? Was it good? It was great. It was great. Um, their mac and cheese ranked top 15 in the country. The guy like brought it out. It was spectacular. Wow. Spectacular. What's the, I mean, what's the ranking? Like how do people rank mac and cheese and restaurants? I'm sure some food magazine. Like James Beard of some sort. I'm sure something like that. Yeah. Um, they have like a lot of their awards, like on the walls and stuff. It was pretty impressive. Off topic, but how do you eat your mac and cheese? Like what's your favorite way? Do you do the baked or do you do like the other? This was baked. It was like six cheeses. With like the crunchy stuff on top? This didn't have crunch. It didn't have like the cracker or whatever they put on top. No. Okay. Usually like breadcrumbs or panko or something like that, right? Yeah, this yeah, didn't I'm have not... that, but some people have that, yeah. I got to say, I'm not a fan of that. And then this past weekend, um, down here where I live at North Carolina, we help, we host the uh, – the Wyndham Championships, the last regular season event of the PGA Tour every year. Um, so it's a crazy weekend because guys are trying to get in the top 25 on the uh, FedEx points. Guys are trying to keep their cards. Um, and then also um, you're kind of seeing who can even earn their cards. So that was kind of cool this weekend. Uh, I, I follow – I got there like 7.30 – 
Friday morning this past Friday um, and followed uh, a fellow Radford Highlander, Callan Taran, around for his morning round. And then the lunch break, um, tea times, I followed Kevin Kisner, Davis Love, and, um, and Webb Simpson, and then Willis Alatorre oh, cool. behind them. So I kind of hung back and forth. And then that day there was some fireworks going off as Will Zalatoris fired his caddy. Um, I think it happened maybe mid um, mid front nine. Because um, if you look at his – I mean, I could kind of tell there was something going on between the two. But then at the turn, I think he was like one under, and then he had, he, um, he had two eagles and a birdie with the last like five holes. I think it happened at the turn. They weren't talking for the longest time. Like he – he was just getting his own clubs out of his bag for a little bit. Um, you know, this guy really? was carrying them, and then, but like he, they didn't really uh, talk a lot, um, which I know had been difficult. They're like friends on and off the course. Like they hung out together, did a lot of things together. But I do know it's a grind on the tour, and mm-hmm. uh, I think like push came to shove. But I mean, Salatoris has finished how many runner-ups and in, in majors this year with the last two years? I mean, yeah, like, they've been great together. Um, but I mean, I guess it was uh, just kind of crazy to me. Like you're doing that well. I mean, and you're—I don't know. The I guess it's you know it, it's hard traveling on the tour and all that stuff. And I guess if you're that close, you're probably you know damaging your relationship in some way. Maybe get seated at some point. You know, what, differencing of opinions and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I mean, I guess I get it. But I mean, if you're doing that well why change it up drastically like that? Yeah, I, Jones, I was trying to think of a, something to equate it to, and I, all I can think of is like when an NBA or MLB or NFL team makes the playoffs and they fire their coach anyway. Well, that, that's always foreign. I think it's a foreign concept, right? And, and granted, we're never on the inner workings of any of these things, right? We hear things secondhand, thirdhand, whatever, uh, you know, someone might be telling us. But I, I was shocked too, right? Like I was like, wow. And it was kind of crazy that Jordan was there to see it. Um, I know Jordan also was trying to get Kevin Kisner's autograph. Uh, yeah, I was going yeah. to pick with Kisner bad. I was going to pick yeah. with Kisner bad. But, yeah. uh, that and then uh, you were trying to find that guy's ball early on, too, that you guys ended up finding, and the clock ran out. Yeah, so funny. Uh, I don't know. I'd been there maybe an hour. Uh, I followed Callum for about four or five holes and then, like, turned around and worked my way back to catch a couple other guys teeing off. And this group was coming off 10. Um, can't really go right, can't really go left. Uh, left's a little more open. It was Peter Malinotti was looking for his ball. He's the other guy who wears a bucket hat on tour. Joel Dahman was there too. The bucket um, hat's a strong play. Joey, this also a part that I didn't tell you. I found this out after the fact when I was at the driving range. Uh, he goes, all right, guys, clock ran out. Rules official comes over and goes, hey, you got to go tee, back, tee off again. Uh-huh. We, we find the ball as he's going back, and the guy who's like a volunteer, I go, hey, here's the ball. I was like, I know the clock's ran out. The uh, the rules official comes over. He goes, what kind of ball is it? And we're like, well, it's a Tidelus 6. It's got a blue line on it. He goes, that's Steven Yeager's tee ball he lost yesterday. Oh. So I'm at the driving range watching Zalatoris and Kisner and Harris English warm up for the evening rounds. And somebody goes, Steven, what did you make on 10 yesterday? Well, he goes, oh, I parted. He held, he held out on his second tee shot. And then his caddy's standing there, and I go, hey, they found the ball this morning. He's like, don't tell him. Don't tell him. 
I thought you were gonna tell me you handed him the ball. That would be something. No, else. no, no. The the like the the uh, volunteer gave it to some kid that was oh, standing close by. Man, that would have been a hell of a story. Like, hey man, here's your ball from yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, the the um caddy goes, are you sure? I go, title of six blue line. He goes, holy shit. And I go, yeah, they found it. He goes, was wow. it in like the pine needles? I go, like right beside him. I was like, it probably was a leaf or two on top of it. Wow. That's crazy. That was wild. Like, that's that PGA is the only like sporting event you can go to and like mingle with the players because they're out like in amongst the people looking for balls. And mm-hmm. sometimes they'll like walk outside the ropes too. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Very cool. So, yeah. did Kiz have a, a pretty rough round? It looked like he may have withdrew. So, he all, yeah. So, well, they had play got suspended. Um, they had like a couple holes left. Play got suspended on Friday. He wasn't going to make the cut. Him and Webb both. They're already in the top 25. They're both in, I mean, Kisner's like 36 in the, in the top 25, and he just said, I'm done. Um, Webb knew he was going to make, um, you know, he, he knew he was top, gonna... top 125, right? Top 125, excuse me, top 125. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. You yeah, 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 top 125. And I think Webb was good, too. He was going to be in the top 125, so they just withdrew. But um, I saw Kisner uh, chunk a three-wood that went like 181 yards, and then he still parred it. Oh, so boy. it's like – that's like the things that – Sounds like, like us. We do, <laughs> and we say, like make it be nice. Run. Yeah, I know. So, but that's that's great, man. You tell me get a hell of a time. I appreciate you texting us throughout the whole thing. It, it sounds like the lost ball was wild. I it wish that last awesome. one of us could be there. That's what I was asking. I was like, did you go solo? And I think you've gone solo before, but I thought maybe yeah. I was going to roll with you or something or whatnot. But no, that's awesome. I think what's really cool, like after you go to one of those events, like you get amped up to go play golf, and then you like go play golf after you you know you know walk walked and watched all the professionals play, and then you go play thinking you can you know play as good as them or gonna shoot a halfway decent round just because you got that energy and you know you went out and shot 84 i think on sunday i did play thursday saturday morning and sunday yeah Yeah. the the golf tan is unbelievable right now was the 84 the best of the three you shot i i don't i I don't i rarely fire up the app i know you guys are always talking about it but i don't have my alerts i had like a walk nine on friday it was like a 43 um okay. saturday i really was just out there i didn't even play nine holes i walked a couple and then like um worked on like chipping and putting and stuff but you walk I, for the exercise or because it's cheaper just for the exercise <laughs> yeah. free, free 99 like, i really hope that i never have to walk around to golf let me just say that yeah no, i enjoy it keeps me loose i mean keep kind of keeps you loose and also like the worst thing like sunday was so backed up I'm all about rhythm in golf. Like, I want to hit the shot, go to the next shot. I don't want to wait around, and I hate that. And, like, it was just so backed up. Yesterday. Well, you got to wait 15 minutes to get to your ball. I mean, you know, you got you hit the shot and walk to it. It's going to take you a minute. Yeah. But you at least are moving. You're not standing around. Yeah, that's true. Or in a cart. I've I've done the course he walks with him before. We got through, what, six holes, Jordan? Yeah, I usually do that loop. I usually do that loop. You can get, like, five holes in. We played on when Saturday morning, uh, went out as a twosome, uh, you know, we were just going to play nine holes and, uh, we get up to the starter and it was packed. I mean, it's a municipal course in black mountain, uh, which is a great little course. Uh, if you're ever in the Asheville area, highly recommend checking it out. I think it's the only part six, maybe in America, uh, at that course going to have to fact check that one. Uh, but it's like 700 and some odd yards, uh, par six uh, but we went out to play nine you get up to the starter and they paired us with two other people 
and we were like, dang, man, you know, and it's like, it kind of wrecked my whole day initially because I just wanted to get out there, us two, and play, chat, goof off, have a good time, not really care what we shoot, just like go out there and play and, and hang out. And then you get paired with two people you don't know, kind of tense, and you're kind of, you know, uh, uh, stressed a little bit over the ball. And I go up to the first first uh, first hole uh, and duff the tee shot. And there's like 15 people watching. You know, the two guys that we're playing with is right there behind us. They hit two missiles down the fairway. Oh. And here I am coming right behind them and duffed it. You know, hit it my worked. second one off the tee because there you can hit two off the tee, right? Uh, which is in most cases uh, you can. Uh, you know, it's the course rules in a lot of public courses. Uh, so second one, you know, I, I kind of faded it a little bit, caught it off the the hill of the club, uh, ended up actually parting it. And you saw the video in the group chat. Uh, that shot actually hit the green. And I had about a 12, 15 footer for birdie. Uh, missed it, but I uh, tapped it in for par. Did okay, shot a 42. For, that was pretty good for me um, for not playing it a good, good minute. I'd take that any day of the week, dude. Yeah. But the two guys we played with ended up being really nice. They were pretty young. Uh, one was from Charlotte or just moved from Charlotte to Asheville. One lived in Charlotte. I think they were both from like South Carolina or Georgia. Uh, but they were nice, a couple of nice dudes. Played really good golf. I mean, they were a lot better than us. Was the clergy with you there all weekend as well? Yeah. Yep. Yep. There with me all weekend. Had a blast this weekend. Good. It was fun. Yeah. Hey, be good or be good to play with. That's the big motto everybody should live by in golf. Oh, yeah. Even if I'm playing bad, I don't like to be stressed out playing golf. Like, you know, I do not like to play with that player. This is probably Joey, but he just gets mad at every shot. <laughs> throwing throwing not, clubs. Not, not every shot. Just I would say a lot of the shots because I expect to be better than I am, even though I'm not very good. You know, for someone who's never had a lesson – I obviously should expect not greatness, but I expect greatness, you know? I mean, like, you get out there, and I'm, I mean, we're going to play – I'm going to play next weekend at a bachelor party, right? And I'm going to expect to be damn good out there, and I probably won't be. But you know what? I'm expecting to be good. So, um, we'll see how it goes. I'll report back next week. First, Probably first time I've played in, like, four or five months, too. So, you're playing next weekend? Yeah. Yeah, down in uh, – somewhere in Georgia, Atlanta – Proper, I don't know, somewhere down there. That'll be fun. And then pretty soon after that is Jordan's weekend. Is it the following weekend? 25th. Last weekend of the month, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's every other this month. This yeah. this coming weekend's bachelor party, week off, then his. Which, by the way, I keep telling you about those Myrtle Beach flights. They're like $87 now. I should have waited to book. Oh, man. Can you cancel your flight and then rebook it? I don't – I probably could, but at this point – Is that wrong to do? I would only be saving like a hundred bucks. I think I mean, I'd be saving a hundred bucks still, but I got a hundred bucks. Jeez. I got the alert and I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, what in the world? Let me see if I can find it from today. Round yeah, trip. We're, that weekend. we're still driving down. Uh, so I'm going to be meeting yeah. in Charlotte and then whoever's meeting us there. We're just going to ride down from there. Yeah. $88. Wow. 6 a.m. flight though. What is that through? That's worth it, though. Spirit. Spirit. I've heard some mixed things about Spirit. Never flown Spirit. 
so I have no opinion at all, but I've heard some pretty horror stories. Your original's not a 6 a.m. flight, is it? We're way off topic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting here looking at our notes and like, yeah, like you don't even what notes. You there's know what actually I mean? two, there's <laughs> two flights that day out of out of Pittsburgh. One's actually a connection, the one the one's nonstop. So and you Steve. said what? It's the original Jordan? Original? I didn't think your original was a 6 a.m. I thought you were getting there. No, like... no, it's not. But that's what the spirit one is, is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, my original flight is a, uh, I don't know, let's see, 405. When we get down there, are we going to play? We got 10 minutes on this call, but are we going to play uh, some type of match? Or gonna, yeah, are we going to play the... our own ball? Are we going to do like a. I think we'll have seven. So. Okay. Um... I think maybe we'll have to see. Either depends on a father of twins is, is staying the whole weekend or maybe just coming down for one day. So okay. it may just if it's seven, we may just play individually, you know, just play as you normally would. And then if yeah. it's six the next day, we may just play um twosomes. Okay. Or figure okay. it out. Um I don't really I don't want to put a foursome together and have a two after that. I'd rather yeah. have three and three, but that's gonna be awkward. Maybe it's three versus three. Um yeah. Your best ball. I don't know what to see. We'll have to, yeah. we'll have to see what it works out. Yeah, I like the. Uh, I don't know if you ever played a shamble format, but everybody hits off the tee, take the best shot, and then yeah. play your own ball coming in, and then it's yeah. best best ball or best score uh, after that. Which that's a fun format. I like best best ball, which a lot of people think it's scramble or captain choice, but it's actually your best score. Uh, you play your own ball, but take the best score. Um, I'm, I'm like you guys, I do like to play my own ball, but there's something about playing a scramble too, where it's just like totally stress-free and you're just having a good time. Like you're not worried about anything because you know you're going to have some sort of good shot to hit. Uh, you're always going to be in the fairway typically. You know, you're probably going to be putting for birdie most often. Uh, but at the end, you know, you don't get to – Keep your own score, but that's okay too. If it's three versus three, we may do that. Just play your ball to the hole. We'll take a best score at the hole. Yeah, I mean that may work out the best. Just that's fun too, or like doing like a match play or something. Play your own ball. Just have some little match where we have some Figure competition going. Yeah. yeah, I'm up for whatever you guys decide. So let me know what we're doing, and I'll be there. Figure it out. I don't know about you guys, but I did not turn down the 700 million uh, from the Live Tour uh, as Tiger Woods did. But uh, that is insane. That is that is some cash. But it's, I mean, the dude's already a billionaire, so like, yeah, it's know. fu money, man. It's like I, I I can't even imagine. It's insane. Also, Tiger never really cared about the money. Period. He just wanted to win champ. He wanted to win trophy. What was it? Was that Stevie that had that comment? Uh, yeah, I think it was this week. I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Tiger never cared about the money. He only cared about trophies. And winning majors, like he only yeah. cared about winning. Like he never yep. cared about the money that came with it. At some point in his career, I'm sure he cared about the money. Like at what point do you think it was like, well, he's got enough cash where it's really – it doesn't matter. Well, he was making I mean, some early, endorsements. He didn't care about what he was winning in the in the pots and tournaments. Well, that's true. I mean, Gatorade, his... Nike, EA Sports. I mean, he was titleless there for a while before he got the Nike deal. I mean, Tiger had so many endorsements. It didn't matter what he made. I wonder, like, over his, like, lifetime as a golfer, like, how much money has been thrown at him in sponsorship dollars? Quite a bit. I mean, Also, too, like, Jones this weekend, so, like, you have to secure your card, which is finishing the top 
125. There's some guys that finish on the outside that are going to keep their card because they're in the top like 50 and career earned money. So like it, so at the end of your career, if you are not as good as you were, like Webb Simpson, for example, he's kind of on the down part of his career, but like, he's always going to keep his, he's going to keep his car. He's always got that one exemption in his back pocket because he's in the top, whatever in career money. Huh. Some guys are going to lose their card because they've already played that exemption. So like winning money does play off in the PGA tour. I wonder what happened to Webb Simpson. I mean, you used to see him in the top 25 often. I, yeah, I mean, Ricky Fowler is at 125, Joey. Yeah, keep his... yeah I, I was reading that today. And I say, Webb, Webb's still serviceable. You know, he's he a is. guy you can count on for a he top is. 40 finish. Yeah. Ricky Fowler, too. You used to see him on TV all the time. And, and I'm not knocking what these guys have done, obviously, but like you, you guys say this, right? They get married, have kids. The priorities change for them. Um and they don't just do golf all the time, right? They grow older. And I think that's maybe what's happened. I, like I said, I'm not Ricky. I'm not Jordan Spieth had a little downfall when he got married as well. I don't know. These guys, your priorities just change in life, right? You know, it's like us. Yeah. We can't play Smiley's golf. Smiley's nowhere to be found. What's that? Smiley's nowhere to be found. Yeah, like Smiley. But I, I know if with him, I don't know if he's a married man or not. And I'm not saying that's the reason. But I just mean priorities change for everybody, you know? I don't sure. You know, or, or you just don't. Your swing goes through a rough patch. I don't know. Um, I would love to be one of those guys playing golf every weekend, obviously. Um, but I don't know. Let's we'll see. You just hope for the best for a lot of these guys. They seem like nice guys. So you hate to Very see when, when a guy might lose his tour card or might struggle for a long period of time because, you know, they're fun to watch. If you lose your card, do you have an opportunity to get it back? Yeah, you got to go play in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. They Final. take, like, what, the top 75? Or something like that. You got to go back and play the the Waterbury Open. Yeah, you got to finish like in the top (laughs) twenty. Well, they give out twenty five cards every year. Great reference. Great reference. Yeah. Joey got it. Joey got it. Jordan may have gotten it. Yeah, yeah. Happy. Uh, Yeah, they they give out like twenty five cards a year on the Corn Ferry. Off topic, but a lot of Happy Gilmore quotes were coming out uh, playing with those dudes over the weekend. Oh, really? I was firing them. Oh yeah, left and right. <laughs> sink sink a five foot par putt and just go shoot up. <laughs> acting like he acting like he just made a birdie. Shooter's going to the live tour. Did you see that? He is. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Uh you think Fowler's got an offer on the table for live or not? Or is he not good enough for sure? Live? I think he does too. I just again though, like you just he seems like a live type of guy you know i just don't think he's gonna do anything there that's all like i don't i don't don't know i don't i don't know how you guys feel about the live stuff we talked about it briefly but i don't know what's gonna become of it right i don't well there's like 11 of them suing uh the pga tour which another thing is you saw that come down what came down last week last weekend and then the pga countered today with you know some reasoning why they shouldn't be suing so, because some of those guys want to play in the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs, which would be very interesting as well with these 125 numbers, yep. Jordan. Like, does those three also get in? Do you have 128? It was what? Uh, Gooch? Who else? Gooch and who else? It was like three guys that wanted to play in it. Smotherman, one of them? Maybe. No, I don't know. I'm trying Gooch, to Swafford, and Jones. Jones. Oh, Matt Jones and Hunter Swafford, yeah. Yeah. Hudson Swafford, yeah. Hudson Swafford, yeah. Those guys. Again, I don't I, – I, I do – I guess I see where the PGA Tour is coming from, right? You can't just 
and I don't know all the legal jargon, all these languages, all these contracts. I'm not sure how they all read and whatnot, but you can't just like say, Hey, I'm going to jump here for a little bit and then jump back. Like you have to have some sense of loyalty or, or everybody would do it. I, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, granted they are the only, only game in town. So, or were the only game in town. So you can't have your yeah. cake and eat it too. Kind of things. What they're yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of crazy. I guess Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau are a couple of the top players that are in this lawsuit. I don't know who the other but, nine are, but um, my my other thought, real quick, sorry, Jones, to interrupt is why would you want to go back? That's where I'm confused. Like, you've already you made your decision, decision, right? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, and that's where I don't. Maybe they, they want to play majors. Maybe that's what it's going to be, and they're not going to be able to play majors. I don't know. But like, I don't get it. If you left, why would you be interested in coming back? That is foreign to me. Like, I don't. Yeah. And maybe they have a good reason. I, I really have no idea, but that's why I'm like, that was the whole reason you guys went to live. You were tired of the PGA. You were tired of the rat race, tired of playing every weekend. And I mean, you don't have to, but there's all these rules about what tournaments you have to play, et cetera, et cetera. If you read the small print, but I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't get, maybe they're like, well, I worked hard for this. And now they're telling me I can't, maybe that's the reason I, I have no idea. Surely they thought about the consequences when they accepted the deal. Right. I mean, somebody put in a hundred million or, you know, however many million on the table. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of cash. And they've all got agents. I mean, agents supposed to be. Agents are helping them. They're in these yeah. meetings. I mean, it didn't happen just overnight, right? I mean, they were having meeting after meeting after meeting, just like a regular business deal. Like, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, uh, they've got attorneys. They've got team members they're worried about and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so it didn't happen overnight. So surely they had enough time to think about the consequences that were going to come with this. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Sorry to interrupt the program, but we wanted to let you know that Why Not Us is brought to you by Lincoln Road Roastery based in Kentucky. Lincoln Road is a coffee roastery and cold brew coffee and tea brewery. If you want good coffee, sparkling tea, or kombucha, look no further than Lincoln Road. They have locations in Norton, Virginia and Pikeville, Kentucky, or you can also visit their website at lincolnroad.coffee to receive coffee every month. And you can also check out some of the cool merch they have as well. Lincoln Road reminds us all to drink good coffee and do good things. Use code WhyNotUsPod to receive 10% off of your order. Back to the program. So this whole like lawsuit's all about like, kind of wanting to have your cake and eat it too. I think a lot of these guys want to play in majors. That's that's all really kept to care about. And like, out of you know the PGH or the U.S. Open and the um, the Open and the, and the Masters, you know, take away the PGA Championship. Like out of those three, I think the British Open might be the one that lets those guys like kind of play. There's you can still play on that one, right? Because it's led by the. They haven't put out a European tour, right? It's yeah. not really ran by the PGA tour, which is two separate. Yeah. Entities. They haven't, they haven't put out a statement. Um, the U S open and the masters has, I think it's gotta be that there's more international guys on that live tour that are bigger names that you would think they might let them play, but I, I don't know. What do you guys think? So it's really like the PGA championship U S open. Well, PGA will let them play. The other three are independently from that. So. I think the PGA will be the one that lets them, if anything, because they talk about it being the people's championship, right? Like, and I, I mean, you know, like you can go through qualifying, I, you know, like you can't stop those guys from qualifying, right? If they want to go through those qualifiers, I don't know. I have no idea. It'll be interesting. But to your point, Jordan, I think you could be right. So, um, but 
that's just my mm -hmm. thought. We'll see. <laughs> a lot of a lot of drama in the golf world right now. Uh, exactly. And you got to think at, at some point, like the PGA and Liv are going to have to work together for the game, or else the game is just going to be in shambles. I don't know. Golf no? will be more popular now than it has ever been. I think it's because of COVID. More people, I think, have yeah. gotten golf in the last three years. And honestly, people ever. are probably digging the drama. I mean, it's people like drama. And, you know, I mean, I've been intrigued by it. I don't like a lot of what's going on, but, you know, I'm reading a lot about golf right now, playing a lot of golf right now. Probably has nothing to do with that, but, I mean – I don't know. Well, I watch golf content on YouTube every day and really stay out of the uh, the mainstream media news on, on golf. Watch Bob does sports. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> Some regular dudes out there hacking it around, duffing it off the tee, eating hot dogs. <laughs> Can't beat it. Anywho, that's enough about golf, guys. Uh, we have another sexual misconduct uh, topic tonight. Deshaun Watson. Suspended six games right out of the gate. Yeah, it's touchy. It's tough. Um, I think he's going to end up getting more. If I was a betting man, it looks like the NFL is going to appeal the actual suspension because – Let's be real. The precedent of that sets is not great. Um, I don't know, man. It just seems like it doesn't matter for some of these athletes and none of them are held accountable. And I know we're going to get into another situation where someone is being held accountable that we're going to talk about shortly. But I, I don't know. I just I don't think the guy should be playing football if all this is true. Right. And again, court of public opinion might be ahead of the game here, but it seems like this is all this happened over and over and over again. I just don't think it's a coincidence. So, I mean, yeah, it looks I like know. over two dozen massage therapists accused Watson yeah, of misconduct. I mean, it's like, it's so, and it's like, you know, you're, when you get a massage, you're typically just like in a room, right? It's like you and the, the massage therapist typically. I don't know how it works like on NFL teams or whatever. I'm sure it's, uh, you know. Yeah, well, I think he's, but, I think he's going to actual places, not the team yeah. bringing one in. Um, so these are not team massage therapists. These are Correct. outside massage therapists. Yeah. These are Robert Kraft massage therapists. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. But I – it's just hard because, man, if that was you and me and everybody in this world's held to different standards, don't get me wrong, but, like, we would get treated differently, you know? Um, we just – and I say that because we're not professional athletes. I don't care what he looks like. That doesn't matter to me. But, like – like we just don't we don't have the stature or the status that he may have or uh, let's be frank can't pay for the help that he's probably gotten to you know make this stuff go away or make this stuff be suppressed so i don't know it, before this all came out man this guy was a saint stand-up guy and everybody makes mistakes i'm not not making light of that either but um it's tough i i don't know that's where i'm at on it i i, I don't think he should uh be playing tell you what there's a lot of things that are hidden down there in the First Baptist Church of Dabo down there in Clemson, South Carolina. <laughs> a lot of things hidden down there in the First Baptist Church of Dabo. Yeah, wrong. I wouldn't doubt it. 
So I, I, I'm kind of well, – I think this is where the NFL got this six games at. So back in 20, 2021 when he was with Washington, Darius, Darius Juice, six games, assault and battery. Guys, guys. Guys. Assault battery, charges dropped. Kareem Hunt back in 2019, assault incident, no charges, eight games. Jaron Reed in 2019, alleged assault, no charges, six games. Jameis Winston, 2018, alleged sexual assault, no charges, three games. So, like, that's in, like, in the last, like, five years. That seems to be what they do. I mean, your boy Zeke, alleged domestic violence, no charges, six games yeah. in 2017. Yeah. yeah, I just – I mean, then you, have the Ray, then, you have, then you have the Ray Rice thing when he gets caught on camera. Yeah. But the, what's, the, what's the difference there? He did it. You know, I, I, these guys probably all did it. I, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. It, it's, was Greg Hardy's thing? Was that on? Was that on video too? Back in 2015, they gave him like ten games. I'll tell you what, I can't remember that one. I, that they was reduced it. Was he um, with the Panthers? And then that's when the Cowboys took a chance on him. After that, no, nah, I was with the Cowboys. I think it was like he had signed with the Cowboys, and it all came out. Like they got a bad. They got a bad deal out of that. I can't, can't remember. Yeah, Big Ben had not- six games. He got him down to four. Say that again. Which one? Big Ben. Big oh, Ben got six games, and they got him down to four. And Big Ben did that. You ever see him about town, Joey? I have not. No. No. I, the bottom line is, it's just not okay, right? But these guys are in such a public, public. We'll put in quotes, right? Like our our circle of people follows this stuff. I mean, you know, maybe not the other. 50% of the world may not care about it, but I, I don't know. It's, it's tough because I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree how they handle it. I guess is all I, I think you should sit out a season, man. I'll be honest with you. I was going to say right. six games for this. It really seems like he's getting off extremely easy. Try to get right. Try to fix it. Uh, whatever you might have going on. And uh, I don't know. he's what, probably what, still going to get paid. Right. I mean, he's just signed a contract of like 230 million or something. So like, are they going to cut him off for six or so that's, how does that that's work? another point? Jones, that's another point of contention. They already knew he was going to get suspended. Yeah. And they, they made us pay this year very minimal compared to the other years on his contract. Yeah. Look at his contract. It's yeah. Purposely knowing that he was going to be suspended. It's um, okay. business wise makes great sense. Right. Um, ethically, I, I don't know. It looked like I, I read it was like a five-year contract, $230 million guaranteed. Still the Cleveland Browns, everyone. Still the Cleveland it's Browns. Still the Browns, yeah. Just go. as bad as the Jets. Um, what's the Josh, Josh Gordon, what? Two years for smoking weed? Which now, is I mean, like, smoking weed, come on. Like, give me a break. Like, we got to yeah. get past that at some point in this country. Like, we are so behind. MLB don't test for it no more. Yeah, which is awesome. Well, air quotes on that. Oh, gosh. At the NBA, there's no way the NBA does that. No way. Nope. But, yeah. Um, so, I thought your uh, your topic tonight of the team, NFL team valuations was really interesting. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I did not know that that was – released or even knew anything about it and when i looked it up i was shocked by the results uh cowboys being the number one team uh in i guess 2022 per their evaluation was like 
correct me if I'm wrong, but it was five point some odd billion. Yeah, let's see. What it uh five point five six point five. Six point five. And the Bengals being last, even after going to a Super Bowl, was like two point something odd billion. Yeah, them and them and the Bills, two point two seven two point two seven. Unreal. And the Bills, what, AFC Championship game uh, two years ago was right there at it this year. And those two, I mean. Yeah, that's that's surprising. Again, if you're telling me the Bills are down there too, a passionate fan base like that, I, yeah. So I think, Jones, you were talking about that. I think the reason it came out was back in 2020, I guess the COVID year, which everybody announced a, a loss. I think the NFL's like drop in revenue was like 20%, 25%. But then they, like, signed that new media rights deal with ESPN to extend Monday Night Football. And so, like, there's a lot of money. And then also, we're not ta- that's not getting talked about enough, is the NFL Sunday ticket deal with DirecTV is, ends this coming year. So, they're, like, putting that out. The NFL's saying that could go to, like, a streaming partner. Ooh. So, Sunday ticket could be on, like, Hulu, Netflix. Well, Thursday Amazon. night's already on Amazon Prime, right? Bingo, yeah. So this is the last year of Scott Hansen telling us, you know, step back. I'm, we got eight hours of football coming, you know, on the red zone. Gosh, I hope it's a platform that I already have. I really... <laughs> come Dang. on, Bezos. Go after it, baby. You already got Thursday night, man. Like, come on. Like, you... No, go for it. No, I was going to say, look at the top ten. How many have won a Super Bowl or been to a Super Bowl? In the last 10 years. The Jets didn't win a Super Bowl until like 69. So you got. Uh, And they're number seven. Cowboys, Pats, Giants. So Pats and Giants. The Rams just won it. Washington football team. 49ers have been there. The Bears. What? That was like 2006. And then you got the Jets, Eagles, Broncos. So that's the top 10. It's crazy. It's just wild to think about. I can see why the Jets are ranked so high in that being in New York. Yeah. But, you know, the, the Giants, their operating incomes, negative uh, $12.5 million. And the Jets' operating income. Yeah, you got two, two New York Jet teams worth a 11, over $11 billion. That's just insane. Uh, I'm just going to be curious when they seems like, the, like a big team, if it ever does sell. It, what what would really fetch right like that's the valuation of it but you know like and i say big teams i'm talking the cowboys the niners yeah. talking the patriots of the world right now patriots have made themselves into what they are right um but I, who's got six and a half billion to spare anybody i mean the redskins might be the or was, you think the redskins be the first team that actually goes for sale of the ones left up next yeah yeah it have to be right a bit mainly because they're trying to kick Going back to what we're talking about Snyder and all his culturally, yeah, stuff going on in, internally that the culture is terrible. Um, Four point two billion is their valuation. So, wonder who Elon Musk works for or Jeff Bezos. Bezos is a Washington guy. I mean, he ain't gonna buy the yeah. Seahawks, but I mean, the Seahawks owner there, he's already got a ton of money. First NFL team to practice on Mars. <laughs> think about that fellas oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's some cash man i mean that is some cash 
You it, see, is, uh, it just it just shows that you don't have to be the big team, the big big city team in F- NFL to win a championship. It no, plays yeah. pretty true in Major League Baseball. You pretty much have to be a big market team to win a World Series, not in the NFL. Yeah, insane. I thought that was crazy. Thanks for bringing that to the table because I had no idea. Some crazy uh, numbers on there. Yeah, that's unreal. And especially the Bengals being so far down like that kind of blows my mind uh, a little bit, even being in the, you know, the Super Bowl. I believe uh, they're the only NFL team to not have an indoor practice facility. I think they're the only one left. And they're, like, trying to raise the money for that right now. Hey, do they still do uh, the – I don't know what it is, but they used to go to Georgetown College. Yeah, so the, they do it outside. They have two, two or three practice fields. Fact, practice fields right beside a concrete plant as you just enter into Cincinnati. It's right outside of Paul Brown Stadium. But I think most NFL teams are not going to, like, universities or places like that anymore. I think they're trying to keep it close to the stadium. I'd say the Steelers and Bills still do that. Yeah. Um, There's only a few left. What's the, the reasoning? Is there a reasoning behind it? The Redskins, I know, by the way, sorry, sorry, Jones, I'll answer that in a second. Redskins, I know we keep saying Redskins, but they're always going to be the Redskins to us. Um, but they also go to Richmond for a while, part of their training camp. They have a facility there. Um, well, Ashford, I don't know if the answer. I don't know the answer to your question, to be honest with you. The reasoning, I just tradition in some of these cities program. I mean, franchises. I don't know. Hmm. Well, back to the back to the weed that we were talking about, um, which is insane that we're talking about this. Uh, but Brittany Griner being sentenced for nine years in Russian prison. Uh, obviously, she did break the law, uh, but this has became more political, in my opinion, uh, which I think you guys might be on the same page there. But it's just crazy, man, to think that that small amount of cartridges that she had, I think it was less than a gram. So if she were to have that on her in some state in America that it was illegal, you're probably looking at a fine and maybe a few months in, in prison or jail, uh, but it's not going to be that harsh. Um, and, you know, the U.S. is pretty behind on, on, on that. But we, you know, oh, it's just crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, it's tough. And that's what I was talking to somebody prior to the call about, you know, what we were going to talk about on the pod today. And they made a point, well, they broke the rules. And that's what you said, Jones, you know, they broke the rules in that country. And she admitted it. She pled guilty. Yeah. You know? and, she did. and again, it, it even goes back to a little bit of we talked about with Deshaun Watson, man. These, these people are larger than life. Um, and they play by a different set of rules. So when someone like this breaks a rule and everybody thinks it's ridiculous, it gets blown up more, right? And it is. Let's be real. For what we believe in over here in America, absolutely is. But for what they believe in over in Russia, which is a completely different set of we'll call whack job things. I don't know. You know, we, we they run run in different circles than we run into. And they have for decades and half a millennium, honestly. Um, yeah. But what you, what you said, Jones, is right on. It, it's become a political play at this point. Uh, it's unfortunate she's there. She definitely shouldn't be, but at the same time, as a as the president wants to talk about this or do something about it, he will or won't. I, I don't know. I, there's somebody else in the fold as well. I think that they would also like to get back. 
but that's yeah. what's hard, right? Like what makes that guy different than her? You know, what makes you and me different than them? Well, you know, they have more money than we do. They are public figures. You know, she was an Olympian. Like people forget that too. She's a hell of a basketball player, dude. She is something, man. She holds a ton of records in the NCAA. Um, so I, I hope she gets back at some point, man. I really do. I think she will, and it'll be a big deal. And it's not fair to her, not fair to her family, not fair to her child. Um, but it's a tough situation. I don't know what to tell you about it other than that's my thoughts. How about this angle on it? If we have a as a country have have made an attempt to try to make any type of progress of, of equal pay, like how we've done the U.S. Women's National Team, if we would have been paying uh, playing paying WNBA players a little bit more than what we are now, would she have been having to go play overseas in but, Russia in the off season? Oh, for real. Yeah. And you, make a good, you, and you make a good point there, Jordan, too. And the thing with – and I'm not, I'm not going to combat your point at all because you're right in that capacity, but the women's national team arguably brought in just as much revenue, if not more, than the men's national team. Unfortunately, sure. WNBA so – unfortunately, WNBA – It's all about money, quite, yes. No, I know. Yeah. WNBA is not quite there, especially from like a viewership standpoint. I don't think they're going to be there anytime soon either. I wish it was. I'm a big women's basketball proponent. But it's still not there yet. Like, and I, I don't think – they're making any money. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You know, you hear about it all the time. They're flying. They're not flying private. They're flying, or excuse me, they're not flying charter, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, your product's not there yet. And that, there's a lot of reasons why it's not For there, sure. right? They got the shaft with Title Nine. I mean, there's all these reasons that, yeah. you know, and I want it to be, you know, on par with the, the man. I want it to be that way. I just, realistically, it's not going to be. But that's a great point, Jordan. Great point. What is the top paid, like, WNBA player? Like, what does she – what does she make? You guys know? Not even a million dollars. I don't even know what Dilla Dawn's no contract is. Not even a million? Ago. Would be my guess, Jones. I don't I don't know. And I say that and if she does, she's playing in two leagues to get that. Let's see. Yeah. I, I'm uneducated. I should be more educated on this stuff. Didn't um, Washington gave Dilla Dawn some big contract a couple years ago? And maybe they did. WNBA salary cap looks like it's uh, $1.37 million. Jones. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, a lot of the uh, – 250 was going to be my number for you, Jones, initially. Um, these are a little outdated. 2020 top WNBA base salary was 215 Yeah, uh, yeah Candace Parker's making four hundred grand on a two-year deal. So, Man. Uh, it's not much you're thinking. Again, they're not bringing in the revenue, which I doubt. Right, sure. That's how these sure. guys get the money. They're not bringing in the TV deals. That's how these yeah. owners are able to afford. They're not bringing in the revenue with sales and ticket sales and jersey sales and rights agreements and whatnot. And that's why. And a lot of these NBA teams also own these teams as well. Um, but it's a business, and that's where it's hard. I mean, but. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, that's the other issue. The media plays things differently. And, you know, my guys' thoughts in the media. But, um, yeah. It would know. be great to see something change there to where women's sports is getting more airtime. Because that, well, you know, that has a lot thing. to do with it. A lot of the brands, you know, they ought to be trying to support more women's sports. Um, These women work just there's as There's a lot that goes on there, I think. They work just as hard as the men do. I promise you that. I looked oh, yeah. at it. I saw it. Now, sure, they might not be as athletic or maybe we shouldn't say as marketable. I think they're even more marketable in theory um, because of they speak to women buy things. Men don't buy things, you know. Um, but you're right. It, if, if if they got the opportunity, I think they would flourish. Yeah. yeah. We have another we have another segment 
of how much does Jordan know about the Reds. And I think it's probably time that we move there. That's um, fine. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let me cue the intense music. Okay. We're ready to rock and roll. Now the fun music. Okay. <clears throat> Jordan, I'm going to ask you the first question. And, you know, you did pretty good last week. Uh, you were five for five. You probably really were four for five, but we gave you a, we gave you one because Joey, we thought he should have brought the year to the table, which he did not. Once he said the year, you got to run on the money. So we gave you a pass that time, but this week is going to be a little bit harder for you. Yeah, these are going to be hard questions. Yeah. Right so we've got five questions. I brought two. Joey brought three. And here's the first one. When Jay Bruce hit his walk-off home run against the Astros in 2010 to clinch the Central Division for the Reds, who was in the on-deck circle? This is probably too hard to start with. We should have given him a layup. <laughs> but we said, hey, we're gonna make these harder, Jordan. Uh, Ramon Hernandez. Holy moly. Nailed it. Oh, boy. My buddy that's watching this is just going to be like, I can't believe it. Because he, he's invested in it now. And he's like, we got to stump this guy. And he sent me this question in a text. Ramon, wow. I, Hands yeah, are right okay. here, too. Hands are right here. I don't think you told me the answer, Jones. That's what I'm saying. So I, I, I had no idea. Holy crap. All right, Jordan. I went through the lineup the best I could remember that night. I thought you were going to ask me who he was off of, and I was trying to think. I was like, Tim Burdick, I think, was his name. Do you realize how insane that sounds? I went back through my head to see who was on in the lineup for that yeah. night. He knows the lineup every single day. Nebraska. I was in my college dorm room when that happened. That was probably that was one of the happiest nights. I, I mean, I missed an uh, intramural football game for that, for that game. It's crazy. All right, Joey, I'm going to fire this next one off, and then I'll let you finish the, the last three. I'll, All right. by the way, I'll set the line at three and a half tonight. I think he's going to not Three and a half again? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you probably know this one already, too, but who did the Reds play in their first home game at Crosley Field in 1912? That's a tough question. That's a good one, Jones. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're well. You're so welcome, Jordan. Oh, um, nineteen twelve, and I'm not going to ask you to to state the lineup for that night. No, nineteen twelve first game at Crosley Field. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say the Philadelphia A's. I don't think that's right. I'll give you a little bit more context. That's not the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. That's On a April, question. On, so April 11th, <laughs> on April 11th, 1912, the Reds defeated this team 10 to 6 in the first game at Crosley Field. Uh, but they defeated this team 10 to 6. And it is a the favorite team of a few Hayside guys. One that I played baseball with in college that was older than me. Oh, it's it's the Chicago Cubs. I had yeah. Chicago. I had yeah. them on my mind, but um, I went with the Philadelphia A's. I do know the first night game that the Reds ever played. They played the Phillies, so I was just like playing off of the ironic part of that. All right, that's a well, good question. I like that. That's a tough one. All right, all right, that's Joey, bang these out, man. We we've got to speed this process up. I think. Yeah. 
Sorry. All right, I think this is a layup for you. Which Reds pitcher threw two straight no-hitters, Jordan, in 1938? Threw them against the Boston Bees and four days later against the Brooklyn Dodgers. Back-to-back? Yeah. 38? Yeah. Johnny Vandermeer. Johnny Vandermeer is correct. Gary oh. or John Edwards. Whatever. Gary or John Edwards, one of them. Can you hear that? Can you hear that right? Getting it right? Yeah. Um, all right. Next question. Let me pull this one up. Uh, which Reds pitcher leads Major League Baseball in career wild pitches? Like, he leads them all. Yeah, in career wild pitches. Yeah, in his first season, he threw 53. Not that it matters for you. Damn, I'd love to have a year on that. Um, Pitched 13 years. 13 mm. years. This is where I insert the heartbeat audio. I mean, heck, it probably is Rob Dibble, but I don't think it is. I'm going to go Rob Dibble. That would be incorrect. Yeah, I don't know. It could be Chapman. I, gosh, I don't know. Mm, so two for two. That's a tough question. I don't know. Get, yeah. I'd love to know. You needed that one to hit the three and a half. Yeah. You did need the answer. I'll give you the answer is Tony Mullane. Yeah. That's that's tough. And then this is the one I, I I thought you would get one of these two. I didn't think you'd get them both. Uh Red's career leader in stolen bases is who? 18 seasons in Cincinnati. Little Davy Concepcion. What's that? Little Davy Concepcion? No, the answer is Bid McPhee. Bid McPhee, that would have been, yep. Nah, that's tough one, guys. <laughs> tough one. Can't win them all. Two for three. You can't win them all. Can't, can't win them all. We oh, told well, you we were going to make a five. Two for five tonight. Two for right? five. Two. Yeah, five. two. No, he got two. 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 Andrew Mir and Ramon Hernandez. Yeah, two. I'm sorry, yeah. two. Yeah, he got two. Yeah. That Which, wild pitches one. Yeah, I, I mean, Ben McPhee was in my mind, but damn, that was a tough question. The wild pitches. Yeah. Could have been anybody. Rob Dibble or Aldous Chapman. They had some wild guys. Um, uh, 568? I mean, come on. I mean, like, what's wrong with the catcher at some point? Can you catch wow. a couple of those? Yeah, maybe, they, maybe the rules are different back then. Even though you were two for five this, this week, I think we should do it again next week. That's tough. I enjoy it. Keep. I think we should keep this segment going until we're out of questions. Sorry, 343 wild pitches, 568 was the stolen bases, but still, uh, lots of lots of things. Bid McPhee, yeah. All right, fellas, uh, let's move right along here and uh, decide who has burned our bacon for the week. Insert the audio. Who burned the bacon? My who burned the bacon this week <clears throat> was all the restaurants over the weekend, and. I love going to restaurants, you know, and uh, and you you more or less own one. Let them know that. Yeah, I know. I yeah, mm-hmm. I do. And there's nothing better than just going to sit at a restaurant, have a drink, have some food. But you know, we got kids and stuff too. So like, we go at like sometimes we have to go super early, which is great. I like that. Uh, but when you get into that six or six thirty range, uh, it becomes like peak time for the restaurant. So. We, we did that a few times this weekend and we just cannot get into one or our wait was going to be like 45 minutes. Uh, so we struck out every single time. Uh, 
so we got takeout, um, which is fine. It was great. You know, we we had fun. Uh, but that's that's what was burning my bacon. Uh, didn't get to go into a restaurant except once the entire weekend, which we had a lot of food planned. Anywho. Big food guy. On. Big, big food guy, guys. That's why he's upset about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm For a big foodie. Yeah. Joe, Joey, go for it. Um, I was at my cousin's wedding, I guess, not last Saturday, the Saturday before. Friday, Friday, excuse me, before. And, you know, like any wedding, you, you know, have some beverages, you know. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm that mad at this person or maybe I, it was on me. I don't know, but here's what happens. So I go to the bar. Bartender's young woman, um, already had tipped her healthily throughout the night even to start just because I work weddings I know what that's like and um I've been ordering Jim and you know Jim Beam and and Coke so Jack and Coke's more or less we'll call them a day of Beam you know um so I told the bartender I wanted a Jim and Coke they have Pepsi actually but still regardless um my aunt also owns the uh owns the establishment we were at so um they, they knew this going into it. Not, not that, you know, what she messed up was a big deal, but so I order a, what I think is a gym and Coke and I grab it and I walk away. I smell it. And I'm like, that smells funny. You know, it doesn't smell like the drinks I've been having prior to this, but I thought maybe I said maybe, you know, the wrong thing. She gave me a gin G I N and Coke. Oh, and I don't know for those people who drink, that is a me- mess. <laughs> That's messed. So up. I take a sip, thinking, "Well, let me just make sure." And I'm like, "Whoo!" So I about face because I didn't even get back to my seat. I was like, "Man, maybe she heard me wrong." And then she 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 owned up to it. She apologized and said, "Hey, look, I thought you said gin." And I was like, "Man." Um. So I let her pass, but she sort of burned my bacon for those couple minutes where I had to think I was drinking a gin and uh, Coke when it, I thought I was drinking, excuse me, a gin and Coke. But Real um, quick before we move to Jordan, but did you finish the gin and Coke before you drank the next one? No, I did not. And I cannot disclose mm. why for legality reasons, but I did not okay. finish the drink. Legality um, reasons. Wow. But yeah, gotta, it's a, gotta it's hear a about that one. I don't want to get, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Sure. Um, but uh, she burned my bacon this past week. Sorry about that, Joey. Yeah, tough, tough one. Tough one, Jordan. My bacon's still in the in the ice box. hasn't got out. We we've had a good week. We've had a good. That's week. great. Good for you, man. Good for you, dude. Well, yeah, since I, Jordan, I, I can fill in one for Jordan if you want me to, real quick. But it would take too long. I think it involves my job. But um, yeah. So well, since Jordan's bacon is pure this week, uh, we're going to move right into our super high fives. And this week we have Super Hot Five Summer Vacation Destinations, which I think is fantastic. Um, And I'm going to start. And I think I've got a pretty decent uh, five here. And uh, one is in Kentucky, actually, which is my number five. I'm going to go with the Red River Gorge for my number five summer destinations. It is the number one rock climbing destination in the world. You can Google that. And the first thing that'll pop up is the Red River Gorge. Beautiful area uh, just outside of like Winchester, Lexington area, about an hour and a half from where I live. But it's good camping area. Uh, Some good little places there for food and such. But really, it's just for hiking, um, you know, popping a tent, having a good time, building some good fires and just hanging out. 
Number four, which we were there last year, I'm going to actually go Lake Lure uh, for my number four. That that little destination last last year that we, we did the cabin at the resort, played some golf, uh, did a little, uh, I guess, a couple hours on the beach at the lake. It's just a really cool little area. Won a lot of fake money. Won a lot of fake. I mean, I won like $3,000 in fake money, which I felt super good about. Um, and that was a good time. Number three, I'm going to go with Venice. That's in Italy. Uh, went there on my honeymoon. Not we're Venice just, Beach. We're just going to, we're just going to, Venezia. We're going to throw that in there. Uh, we had a great time and I would love to go back. It's a great little place to go to. Number two, which I was there this weekend, Asheville, North Carolina. I mean, you're talking about the beer capital of the U.S. Uh, a lot of hiking, a lot of sightseeing, a lot of, a lot of food. As Joey mentioned, I'm a foodie. Uh, so I really like that area and all the small towns surrounding. And then my number one, we went there this year. It was Bahamar in the Bahamas. Uh, fantastic place to go to. There's a casino in the hotel that we went to. Um, water park, beach was dope. Food was great. Uh, and it was just a super fun time. And I can't wait to take uh, Felix back there when he gets a little bit older for the water park. Uh, but good, good times there. That's my top five, guys. Your super high five. Um... Super high five. For me, guys, I went a little more generic and not as specific here. Um, for me, I said number five was like the big one, right? Like you're young, your parents take you on that one vacation a year. I don't know where that is, but it's just the big one. So that for me was number five. It's not a specific location, but it was the big one for me. Uh, number four was the lake. Um, it doesn't matter which lake. I've just huh. had many good times on the lake. Um, so that's what I, when we talked about this, I, that's why I went generic here for number three, for me, summer was a golfcation. Um, so, you know, you and your boys, you and your friends want to get together and, uh, golf somewhere. Uh, that was number three for me. Number two was my grandparents' house growing up in the summer. That was always the number one thing for us, uh, was our grandparents' house. Um, so we didn't get to go very often and it was about an eight hour drive from where I grew up. So for me, that was the top summer destination. And then number one was something that only opens for me in the summer, at least. Um, I know nowadays they do some fall things, but a theme park, uh, whether that be uh, for me, it was Busch Gardens or King's Dominion. Um, could be Disney World for some. Um, but yeah, those were my uh, top five summer destination locations. Love it. I'm going to Disney here pretty soon uh, in the next couple of weeks. I can't wait. Dude, that place prints money. I don't know when the last time you went, Jones, but um, it's unbelievable. They thought of everything. Yeah. It, it's it. It's pure. As an adult, as an adult, I respect the hell out of everything they do there. I don't care uh, what anybody says, even though they probably treat their employees like shit. But whatever. Jordan texted us just now and said he can he can roll through his in sixty seconds. All so right, we'll see. We'll see what he's got here. Jordan, fire away. I went on a theme of mine. I went redneck summer vacations. Which I love. By the Number way. five, any lake in America where you camp at, but it's not tent camping. It's uh, if you have a camper or a trailer with an attached porch that sets there all year long and you have to pay to rent it. You rent on the <laughs> spot there. That, that nothing screams quite like redneck America like that. Love it. Number four, 
Branson, Missouri. Pigeon Forge Jr. right there. You got a Silver Dollar so. City. It's a li- it's literally Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg in Missouri. Okay. Number three, the original Redneck Riviera, the Florabama, the Emerald Coast, whatever you want to call it down there. I'm talking about you, Destin. Talking about you, PCB. Gulf oh, Shores. Yeah. Oh, man. They love to get a little redneck down there in the Florabama. Number two. Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge. Give me some Gallenberg, baby. You you can vacation there all year round. And then number one, the OG, Dirty Myrtle, baby. I mean, it ain't been the same. It ain't been the same since the pavilion got tore down there in 2000 and like two with that hurricane, but Dirty Myrtle. We'll see you soon, Dirty Myrtle. And fellas, nothing beats it. What a great episode three, my friends. It's been so good to spend some time with you here. We had so many topics tonight. Probably going to have to scale that back next time because we ran out of time here. But uh, good episode three. Thanks for stopping by and letting us your ears today. If you like what you heard, check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Why Not Us Media. Or stop by our YouTube page, the Why Not Us Media Podcast. Or hit up our website at www.whynotus.media. This is Ryan Jones, and I approve of this message.